up in the Welsh Navy, that churches to stay the Lord has made, you should rejoice and be glad in it. You know what? I am so glad we live in Texas. It's February, and the sun is shining outside, and it's our hope that some of shining inside this morning. It's our hope and prayer. God's Spirit will fall down and pour out like rain on us and give us that little Bible. Wouldn't that be nice this morning? Well, my goodness, if you're visiting with us this morning, you're going to say, Welcome to you. I think it's a good time to get out to the little bit of a in front of you. Thank you all for praising the whole afternoon as a regular visitor. We would greatly appreciate that. In the meantime, let me say what's going on at Mount Sanders Baptist Church. Now, we have a lot happening in the next couple of weeks, and so, um, First thing I do, I have a uh, request from the Hope Technology Center in Helene and Costco. We have things in both places, wonderful ministries, wonderful people of God. Uh, what they do is minister to those ladies who have found themselves in situations where uh, they need help. And some of these ladies are seeking an abortion, uh, and we need to rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, but they're seeking an abortion to try to have help with them. And the Hope Technology Center is an alternative to that.
religion, well, there's lots of other places down the road. You know, it's religion. It's religion. You know, my Jesus. You do. You're going to find out that sometimes God gives us new names. That is often as a thing. In fact, let's start things out by looking at our very first picture this morning. It's just one of those fancy names I have. And I think it's just a peculiar name of what this Hello, my name is Bubba Smack. Whatever your name may be, that is the name I've used and sometimes you hear it about anybody you don't really know. Bubba Smack, kind of like Joe Snow or something like that. Bubba Smack. So thank you for laughing with me at my lame joke. Incidentally, I do want to share one more true testimonial to you. Uh, I hope and pray that every one of you had a wonderful Valentine's Day last Monday. And I, I did. I had a great Valentine's Day. Becky did a great for me, but I almost did it. And I want to tell you why I almost did it. Uh, I want to surprise Becky. And I went to a community and I picked up something very special that Becky actually liked. And I was going to cook it, but I really didn't know how to cook it. So I started getting on the phone with people I know who cook, and they were like, we're going to have Beginning to be defeated. And oh my goodness, uh, what am I going to do? And even if I don't know how to cook it, I'm probably not going to make it right. And you're already asking that question. So, Pastor, what did you get back to about this alligator? I did. I was going to cook it. I know I heard some crazy jobs out there. Clinton, that's right. We were going to have some alligator. And I didn't know how to cook it. And I called him on the road and said, You can't cook it. I said, Why can't I cook it? And they said, Oh, you got the spot. Bet you came home and uh, we had something better than an alligator, praise the Lord. Genesis chapter 17, look at here, verses 1 through 5. The Bible says, When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am Almighty God. Let me put that in Hebrew for you this morning. I am El Shaddai. I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abel fell on his face and God talked to him saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram. No longer will be Abram, but your name shall be Abram. God has made you a father of many nations. He said, Abram and Abraham, the Hebrew of Abram, a little bit of a different sense. So to the Lord. Let me look at your word. I pray, Father God, you speak to us. I pray, Lord, you speak to me. 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 I pray, However, if you look through the Bible, there are not that many of the people Not as many as you might think. In fact, let's just look at Abraham for just a second at Abraham at this moment. His name, Abraham, means exalted father. And we know that doesn't quite fit because he had no children at that time. In fact, it's kind of funny. Kind of funny. His name meant exalted father. Longer than you may be a brother, but 
is in heaven that teachers will never sound like the most he does. Well, some would say he did is more than enough. So wait a minute. I got that whole litter of wild Indian kids behind me. There's only two of them, but they can do anything. How would it be quite fit? Matthew chapter 6, 
saying that the church age when I give you the stuff that's good there, that's not what they were Chapter 16, 13 to 18, the Bible says, When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do you men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, another Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, well, Who do you say that I am? You know the rest of the Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar Jonah. Flesh and blood is not revealed to you, but my Father is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall be prevailed. Next time we can't take that. The gates of hell shall not prevail against That sounds really better, doesn't it? So I'll give you a picture of Simon Peter here. A little picture of him there. We don't put a face up there. You know why? Because we don't really know what he looks like. And so just to take uh, a hairy for just a second, let's talk about that rock, right? Or that which he's going to build his church upon. It's not one man. It's not Peter. It's not Peter's ability, but it was Peter's declaration. Peter had straight up said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus says, correct, you are, because flesh and blood is not revealed it to you, but my Father in heaven revealed it to you. And on that, on that declaration, on that faith, on that ability to confess in front of mankind, to not step back, to not give in, to not faint away, I will build my church on that kind of faith, and the gates of hell will never prevail against that. Amen? That, what he's talking about, the result of the Jesus name came down, knowing the Bible we begin to call Simon Peter early, early, and that's the reason why, there's a reason why for that, that's because everyone took Peter's name and said, Simon Peter, in fact, they added it into it. It used to be Simon called Peter, and later on it was Simon Peter. That's the rock. Jesus is the Son of God. That's the rock he's talking about. That Simon's declaration, that rock, and I'll build my church on it. The rock. Jesus is the Son of God. Incidentally, Peter turns around and says, Now, Simon, I'm going to call you Peter. Just for those of you who like to laugh a little bit, Peter does not mean rock. I'm going to build on that rock on Peter. No, no, no. No. I'm going to build on that thing. Saul had a name for him too, didn't he? Saul did. This is me in Acts 13, 9. I believe the Holy Spirit is coming into it. And you know why I believe that? Because Acts 13, verse 9 kind of invokes it. And this is here, verse 9. Then Saul, who was often called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked and said, Hey, Paul, Phil, now Paul engaged in a little bit of a struggle, a little bit of a debate here with the sorcerer, and Paul looked at him, notice the time inside our New Testament, in the book of Acts, we have, he was also called Paul, it's the first time we see that sort of We often look at that and say, well, it was easy for Gentiles to start calling Saul, Paul, 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 I think it's a deeper word we see, and we're not going to spend a great time going into that, but Saul is how you say his name in Hebrew, and it means Ask the question. I know the answer. That's exactly what they're going to do. Ask. I know. Hey, I know what I'm talking about. I'm the rabbi of rabbi. I'm going to call this thing. Call this thing. I'm going to call this There's a difference in attitude. And the Bible tells us in that 13 night, the Holy Spirit was 
to the temple, and they would have to proclaim him as blind. And being that blind person, he only had so much access into the temple because he had to be completely perfect to go in there. Isn't that weird? If he was blind, he could not go into the holy place. He had to stop outside in the court of the Gentiles. And not just that, but when priests and Levites came last, he had to declare to them, I'm still mortally unclean. So, could you imagine living like that? Could you imagine having that label on you, that name on you? I'm unclean. I'm not worth anything. I'm not worth looking at. I'm not worth spending time with. I'm not worth loving. Could you imagine blind Bartimaeus is like, his name means the son of honor. His daddy looked down on him and said, that's the most honorable, beautiful thing I've ever seen. And it's my prayer that one day, son, your eyes will open and you will see me. Could you imagine having that kind of family? Bartimaeus grew and he grew old. And those eyes were still closed and they were still dim. And all they could be told was, Remember those days when Joshua was marching around those walls? Remember how those walls came tumbling down? I know you do, because they went marching down, and the Bible tells us they had to offer the covenant. And on the seventh day, they blew the shofar, and the people gave a mighty shout, and those walls came tumbling down. We don't know what they shouted, but I'm betting on the word hallelujah. Amen. I wonder sometimes if they didn't shout out, praise God. That's what hallelujah means. And those walls came tumbling down. Some of you need to start praising God in your life and let those walls in your heart and those walls that you built in your mind and those walls you built around your soul come tumbling down. Our God has a way of tearing down fortresses and strongholds the enemy has put in your life. Amen. Bartimaeus, the son of honor, did not feel like he was honorable. He didn't act like he was honorable. His life was reduced to sitting on a robe. Begging. Yeah, he had one more thing. He had to be terrified of his life. Because he wasn't. They had a law in those days. We used to have a law here. I told them no panhandling. They had those laws in those days. They would kick you out too. Unless you were certified legitimate. He was given a robe. Marker was just a color and a shade that came to the front of the head. That's right. That's right. And that marker let everybody know he was blind, he was a beggar, and when he was buried and older, evidently he had no idea when it was quick time to take his son. He just figured everybody did it, it's time for me to go home. Feels like it's late, it's time for me to go home. He's dead, he's gone. Bible, the name is Paul. 
you washed your face and you look in the mirror? Have you brushed your teeth? Have you spoken to yourself lately? Bartimaeus, you're useless. Bartimaeus, you're a misfit. Bartimaeus, you're an outcast. Bartimaeus, you are getting in the way of things. Bartimaeus, you are not what I expected you to be. You're not living up to the name you have. That name means the son of honor. And you are living like someone who's dishonorable. And all you have is that robe. But I want you to know, one day, one day, Jesus came to Jericho. Are you serious, Bartimaeus? Jesus came to Jericho. Oh, he's seen preachers before. He'd seen those amazing evangelists come by before. And you know, he probably had the same question before. I wonder how many he was able to pull aside and say, I want my sight back. And that rabbi would look down and say, uh, put me a $5 bill and I'll see if I can do it for you. I wonder how many of them said something like, I'll get back to you in just a minute. i got to talk to the person more important. And of course, they knew he couldn't see, so they walked off somewhere. You know what happened? I wonder if someone would walk up and get some money after the disability. The Bible tells us in the Bartimaeus story that he began yelling out as he did with Jesus, Son of David. I got a name for you, Jesus. Son of David. You understand what he's saying here? He's not saying, I believe you're holy. He's not saying, I believe that you're the Son of God. What he's saying is, I believe that you're the Messiah, the promised one, the anointed one. You're the one that's coming to deliver. Now, he's not talking about being delivered militarily. He's not talking about being delivered from Rome. He's saying, Son of David, you can come and deliver me from that which is oppressing me. You can deliver me from that which has kept me in bondage for years and years and years. My entire life, you can deliver me. You can take me away from my shame. You can take me away from my uselessness. You can take me away from everything that's ever hurt me. And he started crying out, Son of David, have mercy on me. Have pity on me. I need you to come into my life. Son of David, please come. And the Bible tells us the crowd gathered around Bartimaeus and he began telling him, Be quiet. We don't want to hear from you anymore. We've heard this before. We've heard this kind of crying before from you. And the preacher would stop and he would say something in Jesus. Don't bother Jesus. Finally, we know what happened. Jesus said, Bring him to me. And you know what's funny? The crowd had to change the heart. They didn't say, From shut up to get up. Get up! He's calling for you. Don't make that rabbi wait. And then Bartimaeus does something wonderful. He does something amazing. You read it in your story there. Brian Bartimaeus, the Bible tells us he gets up and he cuts off his robe. Could you imagine all those little teeny tiny coins, those widow's mites, those little teeny tiny lepers, those teeny tiny little half speckles, anything that someone might have dropped down to give him? They weren't rolling the ball through that crowd. Could you imagine the kids in the crowd? They were picking their things up there. Check out! Funny, wasn't it? Remember that when you were a kid? Remember how you do that? Find a penny to pick you up, and you felt like you were a million dollar man walking into Walmart. Got that penny in your hand. Bartimaeus threw that robe off, and those coins must have went down. No longer did those coins mean anything to him. What meant something to him was the son of David had called him, and the son of David 
can deliver. What is the promise of the Son of David? That he delivers. He delivers. Father, let us think about now what is somebody took him out of hand and walked it. Father, what is he inherently mean? How many of you know this spiritual truth? Father, may us blind. He probably saw him looking for darkness. How many of you know what darkness really means? Darkness is keeping it from light. There can be no darkness until the light so when we have darkness in our life, and you have darkness in your heart, you have darkness in your marriage, you have darkness in what's going on in your life, it's time for you to put some light back in it. It's time for you to go to be like Jesus Christ. You can't stop being you. You can't ever give in to the darkness. Anyway, take a long story short. Bartimaeus cried out, Son of David, that must be on me. They said, get up and walk the cross for you. And see that goes in that robe went his money. In that robe went his ability to legally stand. That means that God just got to pick that thing up. They were now able to take my man to stop. Take a fool somebody. Take a con somebody. Don't be so different from those days than you today. The con is just going off. Those children who picked up and said, We are off with practice the Roman. They were off with I want to ask you this morning, how many of you have swapped with Pastor Jesus this year? Every one of us today is going to have to do it. We have a tight shape right now, and we're empty with questions. And I'll test that. Have you bought a gallon of milk lately? What are you doing? Think about this. Bartimaeus gives up his living. Gives it up. Go to Jesus. He's got to be And that's what I'm going to talk to you about this morning. Do you have a label on you that goes to you? Do you have Rogue like that on Bartimaeus to identify you. Here's my first moment to this moment. I love it when the good Jesus involved in you. The Bible tells us out of the mouth of David, that's the truth. Michael told you this wonderful sign, it is a work of art. Have mercy on me. 
I need you to deliver me. Deliver me from what? I need you to deliver me from being useless. I need you to deliver me from the label society's put on me. What is society's put on you this morning? You ever look down at the shoes, young people? Most of us really don't care about shoes anymore, but young people, they will die for a very nice example. Why? Why? A pair of shoes with a No good. Vagabond. Ugly. Have you heard that one? Don't we nod your head? Ugly. Ugly. You can't pass me your point in your finger, but you really put the point back to yourself. Ugly. What kind of label do you have on you? Do you need a brain on the last moment this morning where you cry out, Son of David, have mercy on me, and you can throw that label off of you? Let's get on your volunteer Let me just ask you a question. Isn't that the best-looking group of young people you've ever seen? <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's your future, Robert Cameron. These Jews teach them right, love them right, provide for them, that there's joy in our God. Amen? Jesus comes up this morning. He has his son. He has in the middle. He has his son. You can't have society put that label on you. They put one on Brian Bart and May and say, you're no good. You don't fit in. You're not normal. We just don't understand you. You're a little odd. Well, I'm sure you're an odd boy. Miss it! You know, when I wrote this this morning, I kept thinking of that uh, Christmas special with Rudolph Riddle's reindeer and the little reindeer, and they go to the island and they miss it. Uh-oh, somebody's a fan. Miss it! Are you a miss it this morning? Do you feel like you just I want you to know you need to be like Grand Bartimaeus this morning. Cry out, Son of David, have mercy on me and take that robe and cast it off. I know you're living. I know those coins and the money and the things you think you've got stored up in there are going to go flying everywhere. But Jesus has a way of restoring, renewing, remaking, reviving. Jesus can bring joy back into a broken heart. He can bring health back into a dead man. He can bring life back into anything that's ever been dead. Why? Because He is God Almighty. Jesus called 
miss the crowd says, be a good kid and master policy. I want you to know that's what we're doing right now. Be a good kid. Jesus is calling you. Would you be willing to come? the money, praise the Lord. And he threw him aside. And he said, I don't need that anymore. It's worthless. It's useless. Now, I want you to go with me. And the Bartimaeus was lying for just a second. I want you to think for just a second what it would have been like to be blind Bartimaeus and the day that Jesus came up to him and said, what do you want me to do here? That's a strange question. Everybody knows Jesus knew what he wanted done. Amen? What do you want done? I want to know what kind of conflict was going on in Bartimaeus' heart. Should I ask you some money? Because you know that traveling of dangers, he got some money. He can hook the dog up and everybody's watching. He's going to get brownie points or he's going to get his food. It's generous. He's in the family business. You know what? What other business is Bartimaeus? He's calling you. He's calling you. 
Would you be willing to come? Would you be willing to give your heart to Him? I've got those labels on me. I've got them all over me. Useless, misfit, outcast. Say, Jesus, please, I'm afraid about the way you say He can give you new eyes. He can give you the ability to look Him in His wonderful face. The magic of this thing that's coming. The things of earth will go smooth with Him. The life of His one and great. Of our message, we had the title called A New Family. Remember the last example I gave you, we gave a couple of them. Up to time, you were the last one. Look at here in Revelation chapter 2. Revelation chapter 2, verse 17. I want to share this with you. The Bible says, Thank you. 
couldn't even walk. You can't ever complain. My legs hurt. <laughs> no, better not. Amen.
and uh, don't forget Monday night eschatology. But brothers, six o'clock. Don't forget Tuesday, ladies Bible study at nine thirty. Don't forget Wednesday Bible study first thing at six thirty in the sanctuary, and don't forget Thursday night men's Bible study at six thirty. Don't forget, though, uh, the Museum Kids just coming up. Be a part of that. Don't forget, Southern Baptist Association uh, meeting coming up on the 6th as well. Do any of our announcements on the head of God? Is there any more? Right? Let's go to the next. Oh, thank you. Very, very good. Finally, Metro's back there uh, by the kitchen stand, I guess, right? Uh, and so if you're missing one, it's Thank you all very much for that. Let's close in a word of prayer.